Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hey guys, today's episode is going to be all about your soul path and self-doubt. And this for us is kind of like an accompanying episode with the intuition episode that we did a very long time ago. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff to add to that and doubting yourself and your the path that your soul came here to live sometimes can collide. So we're going to talk all about that and our opinions, our experiences, and, and just go from there. Lorena, do you ever get any self-doubt? <laughs> all the time. That's like my middle name, self-doubt. Lorena, self-doubt. I agree. Um, and I think yeah, that you're like a very a, mental, mental very, person, right? Very. And I think that's, that, that's also like always been my struggle of connecting what feels right to what I think is right. And I could never, like, even someone would ask me, I remember this is something I struggled with my whole life. Like, what are you feeling and what are you thinking? I couldn't decipher one from the other. Like now I can do that a lot a lot more but I remember just even like two years ago it's like what are you thinking and what are you feeling I'm I'm like they're the same thing I think I don't know (laughs) like it was just really hard for me to pinpoint you know I I would never follow my intuition really unless it it was something I was already thinking about or was already going through my brain but I never had that urge to really connect to my intuition until a few years ago really when I had that urge to, you know, take care of myself and love myself and start listening to myself, when I started, like, kind of understanding what a feeling and an intuition was and what me thinking about something felt like and how that felt in my body because it was a completely different reaction I would get, right? Does that sound weird to me that you're saying that what you were thinking and what you're feeling were the same thing? It's like, not that they were the same thing. It's that I couldn't tell which one was which. Oh, okay. I didn't get that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, I don't think that's ever happened to me. Oh my God. I clearly know what I think and I totally know what I feel like. (laughs) And they usually don't match. They usually don't match, but I know which one's which. Yeah. For me, that was like constant struggle. It was really weird. But I think in a lot of ways it, was there to show me like that I wasn't connected with myself because if I was connected with myself, I would have been able to decipher those and, and know the difference and feel that in your body. Cause I think when an intuitive hit, like when something intuitively comes to you or a feeling comes to you, your body reacts in a specific way. And when you're thinking about something, it's completely different. Your body is like, you're usually more stressed. You're more in your head your body kind of constricts a little bit more. It feels so different. Like I can, I can say that now, but I didn't know that at the time. I think I've very rarely in my life, very few occasions in my life, I've had the issue where I didn't know what I wanted or what was best. 
which is why when I do have myself, when I find myself in the situation where I don't know what I want to do or what's best, you'll see me freak out a little bit. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Because that rarely happens to me. I'm I, I never know very what to do. Certain. Oh my god! I'm always always certain exactly what I need to do. Even though to like anybody outside, it's like you're gonna do what? I'm like, yes, I'm gonna do it. how? I have no idea, but I'm gonna do it anyways. And I always end up doing it anyways. And that reminds me of Erin. Erin once said it. She's like, she gets done what she has to do. We nobody knows how she's gonna do it. Like we, it's like they we've already they've already, you guys already figured out that I'm gonna do it somehow. You just not even myself knows how I'm going to either. You guys, right? Yeah. You're very much a Sagittarius in that sense, I think, though. Feeling things and wanting excitement, adventure, and doing all these things. We were actually in class, uh, we were talking about Sagittarius and like all the kind of emotional and personality traits. And I was like, that's Lucia, that's Lucia, that's Lucia. It's so you, but that's also <laughs> the way you live. That's, yeah. that's, that's your essence, I think. And also my numerology is five, which is I love adventure and I love change. It, so it goes with my my sign. I don't know how common that is, like it, numbers matching with signs as much, but I know that that's my number five also. It's interesting. But yeah, we're just, I guess this is like a good way to, for you guys to see how different we are. And not to say that I don't listen to myself now or I'm able to... You're you know, such a Taurus. I am such a Taurus. I don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> I like to just kind of stay still and like do my thing and be steady and certain about whatever I'm going to go and I'll overthink things too much like you know to a point where it's like you know I, I might have already known the answer six months before but it's like I had to really like ask it 10 times or like see and investigate and look into things and make sure that I'm making the right decision because it feels like it's like change is crazy sometimes where other times in my life and I think about like even things we've done together it's like I don't know. I've just kind of gone and done it. I'm like, oh, I want to move to London. I'm going to do it. Or I don't know. I want to move to the Cayman Islands. I'm going to look for a job and I got it and I, I'm here. Like, I don't know. That's also part of manifesting, I think, too, of like really wanting something and making it really work and, and feeling so in my worth about it. Like, you know, I'm I just going to do this. I know it's going to happen eventually. It might take time, but it's going to happen. And that's, that's where I realize that self-doubt really just like plays against you so much, right? And like to me, you are someone where like you think about something, you so you really need, you really feel like you need something and then your mind's like, well, I can't do it, not yet. Maybe later on and you need to like organize and plan it. You have to make a list about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, list. What's the, what, this and this and that and, and this. You're, and you even like check it off. Like you want to see it checked off. Like you're like very overly mentally organized with all that stuff. Right. And I've noticed with you, which in the family, now you're known for this. It's Lorena's not going to make the decision. The universe is going to make her make that decision because she's never going to end up making it. Sometimes not. Yeah. But you know what? Another thing is I am the only earth sign in our whole entire family. All of you, mom, dad, and yourself, you guys are all fire signs. You guys are all crazy. Says you. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> We're just different. I'm like the slow and steady one, right? And I'm like the one that wants to make sure they make the right decision, which, you know, I'm not saying is the right way, but I'm just saying that's kind of how my my essence is, I guess. And I have to break free of that a lot of times and try to follow my intuition and follow what I'm feeling and know that if something feels right, then I need to trust it. 
But I guess this episode, we, what we're just trying to show you guys, I guess, a little bit of how we both are and how we live. But, you know, we just want to get into this episode and talk about why, you know, self-doubt, like how self-doubt really affects our soul path and, and what we're here to do and how it can really play against us and, and not allow us to become or be the people that we've come here to be, right? Yeah. And so like, you'll sometimes like, you're the example of that. It's for me, usually I have an urge and my mind's going to try to say it's not a good idea, but I'm like, yeah, but if I feel it, I know it is. And then that's it. Like that, that, that thought that might lead me against it will, will somehow be overridden by if it feels if this strongly and it's coming from inside, then it has to be true and it has to be right. And that's an urge. And that urge is then for me, at least it's aligning with my intuition. I'm listening to my true, my true path, my true self. Intuition is basically your soul's way of saying, go this way. You should be doing that. And so in my case, it's pretty, I'm not saying it's like easy, but it's self-explanatory for me. Like if I feel this, then this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have no idea, but the universe is somehow going to make me allow me to get there and do that. Whereas you are the total contrary where you're like, no, but I need to plan it and we need to organize it. I need to blah, 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 Right. And so you're actually coming a little bit off your path for whatever amount of time it takes you to finally get there. And like we just said before, sometimes it's literally the universe going, no, go already. And it like forces you to do it. Right. So the whole point is it's really important to listen to our urges because our urges are intuition and our intuition is our soul speaking to us saying, stay on the path, stay on the plan. And we have to remember that the mental aspects of ourselves that might be talking us away from doing that thing or those things, that's our human side. And our human side sometimes is just coming from a place of fear. It could be the ego, right? Or it could be a program that your parents taught you, a program you picked up when you were young. You don't believe that you can do that. That's not something I can do. And your parents taught you that. So there's like a lot of mental aspects that are blocking us from listening to our intuition and our urges, you know? Uh, Yeah, no. And for me, fear was like, I think what always held me back from anything, just fear of what will people think or, you know, how how will I be perceived or, you know, what is, what will this mean if I do this? Just like exterior validation was such a huge thing for me always. Um, Not so much now. I think I've gotten a little bit better with that because I kind of accept myself more. And really, if something feels right for me, like doing the Akashic Records and and I mention it to someone, for example, that thinks I'm crazy, I don't care. Like, I really don't care. Like, you can think whatever you want. Um, But I think one of those ways of self-doubt, you know, going down that route is, you know, listening to what other people have to say or what, what they think you should, you should do where, you know, people can have very different lives. They could be here for a different reason and they can have a different view of what life should look like. And if you listen to other people, that's going to affect you and it's going to, you can allow you to doubt yourself. So you won't be able to follow that intuitive side of yourself of like, this feels like the right move for me. Like I have to do this. And I know it, I feel it in my body, yet everyone around me is telling me it's wrong or that they have their own opinion about it. And then that's making me doubt myself. That was my story, like all the time. Like, you know, I wanted to switch from studying international relations to graphic design. And I was two weeks in and I had enough time to change and I just did it. I didn't even tell, I didn't tell dad or mom. And then all of a sudden I went back and I was like, 
Um, guys, I switched. I felt completely out of place. I don't know why I picked this. I think I picked it because I was using my head and not my heart because I loved art. I always did. And they were kind of like, okay, they kind of accepted it. But that was one of those times where I was like, if I tell anybody, they're going to convince me otherwise. And then I won't be able to make the decision. And I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to lose a whole year of my life when I just started studying this. I just need to make the decision, do it and just go ahead with it. Yeah. That must have been. <laughs> that was hard. I'm sorry, but I'm thinking about a totally different example of something, and I don't know if I should talk about it. Because, <laughs> like, so, so this is my train of thought. I'm going to try to get you there, okay? And this is a little off topic, but at the same time, it's still a little bit on topic. Well, first of all, I'm thinking when you do something, like, so you're the one in the family that's considered the rational one, right? You're, you're thinking, you're thinking through things, you're making decisions, you most of the time making decisions and you're listening to the people's opinions and you're totally listening to your brain tell you oh what God. it thinks. I used to ask people like before I even thought about, like now I don't even ask people for their opinion. I used to ask everybody like, what do you think I should do? What's right? What's wrong? Oh my God, there's a perfect backflower for that, by the way, but you don't need it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but so it, that reminds me of like the term black sheep and I, because I'm comparing myself to you and I'm thinking... I'm considered the black sheep of the family. If you were to put a term to it, I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm the one that, they, if you were to ask mom and dad to describe me when we were in that, you know, younger, they were like, she's crazy. She's going to do whatever she wants. She doesn't really care. You know, we don't know where, where she's going to end up, you know, kind of thing. Right. And so you're labeled the black sheep. And then that, that goes back to what you were saying, which is don't listen to what other people think that you should be doing with your life. Because their sole contract could be totally different than your contract. Your contract might say, be adventurous, be open to change, be open to do this and this and that. You might have signed up for that as a soul. And now if you stop and you let your brain listen to your parents or your sibling or your friends or your you know teachers who consider you, as long as you're not obviously putting yourself in this great danger where, you know, it's something might happen to you physically. Exactly, yeah. Yes, that's that's the extreme. It's different. Um, but if it's not that, then maybe that's what you signed up for. Maybe you're supposed to do that. And maybe by stopping and listening to those individuals, maybe you're setting yourself up to fail as a mission, as a soul, and the mission as a soul, right? Totally. And so the label that's put for that is black sheep. And so that reminds me a lot of that time when I, I was kind of lost in life a little bit. And I was like... It was, it was one of those few times in life where I was like, I'm not sure exactly what I want to do, which rarely happens to me. So I was kind of going through a little bit, a bit of a chaotic time and you were doing photography. I, th I wonder if you see where I'm going with this. And you were, you were doing photography. You're very into it. And every oh, opportunity yes. you had <laughs> to do photography, you took every opportunity to take any different kind of different picture. Right. And so we had a set of friends in Uruguay who were going to go get some. It was the. Um what do you call them? The railroad tracks, like the, the wood on the railroad tracks. But I think Sle that people that are not or from something? South America. Oh, is it sleepers? I think maybe or something. I don't know. The ones it's in like South the America wood. are like old. There's no mm. trains in Uruguay. Well, but there's functioning. None functioning really right now. Yeah. It's, it's considered a protected territory at this so point. The, so the government owns it. Like the government owns it. I didn't know this at the time. <laughs> But these friends, I'll tell the story. So these friends were like, oh, we're going to go get some of these, um, you know, pieces of wood from the railroad tracks. I was like, cool, I'll come along. I'll take some photos. 
but I felt like going. I was like, I need and to you go. you asked me if I wanted to go, and I said, what time? Seven in the morning? No, I'm going to be in bed. Forget it. <laughs> it wasn't seven in the morning. It was like, it was like 10. Yeah, but we were going out and drinking the night before with those same friends. And so they were going to go um, get up to, to do that, and you were going to go with them. And I was like, no, I'm just going to keep sleeping. So they pick me up. We go, and I'm just there taking photos. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to take some photos. I got some good photos, too. Um, but lo and behold... Oh, my God. Do you still have those photos? We should put those up on Instagram <laughs> when this episode comes out. <laughs> I have some still. They're somewhere. I don't know where, but yeah. Um, and lo and behold, they're... Well, first of all, they're taking their sweet time because it's hard to get those things out. Like, they're, they're not easy. So then I start grabbing the shovel and I start trying to get them out, too. So I'm like, put the camera to the side. And then all of a sudden people get there because obviously it was near some houses and then the police come and I was like oh my god I've never gotten in trouble for anything ever in my life ever (laughs) like and the police picked us up in their car and I'm like oh my god and they take us to the station and I'm never I wasn't really arrested I was put in some room where these guys were coming in and talking to me and then I was like texting my mom and dad and like my sister saying like we're in San Carlos we're in the police station you have to come (laughs) and then that like contact their parents as well because and then all of a sudden everybody shows up at the police station it was like this big big deal and they took our testimonies Somehow it's always my fault because dad comes in, dad comes into the room, my room, wakes me up. I'm still sleeping, wakes me up and says, get up. Your friend's got your sister in jail. <laughs> and I said, what? No. And, and he's like, I'm like, Lorena's in jail. And he goes, yeah. And I smile. And she's like, what are you smiling? I'm like, didn't you always think that I would be the first one you'd have to get out of jail, huh? <laughs> I wasn't actually, I wasn't arrested or anything, but I was like held there for a few hours and like mom and dad's bringing us food and they're like taking our testimonies. And I had all the fucking evidence. Sorry, I just cursed. I had all of the evidence in my, in my, in the camera. Like I was Did trying to look? hide. No, they didn't take anything. Oh. I had my phone on me the whole time. They didn't actually arrest us. They were just trying to scare us because we never ended up getting anything out anyway. Um, and those friends ended up purchasing one from somebody else anyway, like, weeks later someone months later and they, they probably purchased it from someone who would, who would manage to get one without exactly. getting so caught <laughs> that would have just been easier why don't we just do that they just wanted to go on an adventure <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like i followed my gut with that i guess and and in, in, in a sense of like i felt like doing something adventurous but i knew deep down it was probably a bad idea but i was bored of like just always being good you know like i just want to do something cool and my intuition said, stay home sleeping. I knew that I wasn't going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think a lot of times, like in that case, I guess I, I asked, I asked mom and dad too. And I remember mom and dad saying, are you crazy? Don't go. Like, that's illegal. You know that you can get arrested. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and I still yeah. went. So it could, it can be go, it can go both ways. You know what I mean? As the black sheep of the family, it felt good to get a call that you were in jail. And that it wasn't me. <laughs> I wasn't in jail. I was. I, I was just held there. I don't know. I was cold. Lorraine, I remember you guys, dad, you should have seen poor Lorena. I was crying. crying so much. I was crying. And our friends were just coming on to the like the ladies that were working there instead of like 
even being upset. They were, so bad. They, they were they were chill, but they were actually put in a cell with some like murderer. Was it? Yeah, they were put in a cell. I was like, what they is going on? They were laughing about it the whole time. They, well, they were together too. They don't too. care. They don't care. They knew that they were going to be fine. But I was like, shoot, I can't travel anymore. I can't get a passport. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my God. I never even thought about that. That was my only worry. (laughs) Well, I don't know if every country does that. But, yeah, Uruguay, if you ever, if you have any criminal charges, you can't get I don't know what kind of criminal charges, but, yeah, you can get. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be hard. I know. I never thought about that. Yeah. So, guys. (laughs) That was kind of ridiculous. That's the time where Lucia properly listened to her intuition and didn't go. (laughs) (laughs) And Lorena listened to her adventurous side. Yeah. But I mean, they, maybe you were supposed to go through that. To I like, think so. To feel, to feel outside your box. Who knows why you ca- were called to do that? I did. No Afterwards, I felt different. I felt like, wow, like I did something. This kinda, is how Lucia feels. Kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> And then like the stories. And then we all went to the beach and had mate and then like talked about it. It was just like. Yeah, yeah, it was early now that you've mentioned that because I remember we went in the afternoon to drink mate on the beach. Lorena, when they when you were already at this police station, I was still sleeping. <laughs> dad woke me up and dad made me go because he's like, your friends got your sister in jail. Get up. We're going to get her. I'm like, what? Really? Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's change the subject now. <laughs> <laughs> A little, little tangent there. Um, yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about doubt. Because this this episode's about listening to your urges, listening to your tuition, but what happens when doubt sets in? It's not only going to take you off track from your your soul path, it's also going to create this... Doubt is... Everything's vibration, right? And doubt is a low vibration. It's a vibration that's going to set not only set you off track, but it's it's a vibration that's going to bring you down. And all this stuff that you've been working towards, enhancing your connection or enhancing your spirituality or or just trying to learn to listen to yourself more all of a sudden you've doubted yourself because either your brain told you it was a bad idea or convinced you that you can't somehow do it that it's not doable for you or maybe somebody from outside from your family came to you and told you you want to do what no forget it that's impossible that you can't do that because of this this and that and then all of a sudden that sets doubt in you so it's really important that And this reminds me of something mom used to give us advice about ever since we were little. She said, whatever you want to do, even if it's an idea, if it's a business project, if it's you want to move, you want to whatever it is you want to do, don't say anything to anyone till everything's already in line. Yeah, and movement like started or whatever. She says energetically people's belief of that being able to happen or being possible, even if you don't directly hear it mama way said that spiritually that's their thought of it is already going to energetically get you off track somehow yeah and then people have their you're giving people way to have an opinion you know because yeah. I, f- I found that especially when you haven't started something when you've already you're already doing it it's fine it's like us with the podcast we didn't really tell a lot of people when we were going to start it we just told some close people that we trusted like mom dad and like our partners and stuff yeah. But it was just like, when we did it, we did it. We, we launched with five episodes. We started doing it. And it wasn't that we, did, we doubted ourselves. It was more like, you know, it felt right for us. And we didn't want anybody to, like, lower our vibration with it because we were so excited. And we knew that we had something interesting to talk about. But, you know, if we had told a bunch of people, then maybe they're going to be like, oh, it's too hard. Oh, it's going to be so difficult. Do you even have enough time? Like, what are you even going to talk about? Like, that's probably going to last, like, two episodes. 
And then people can like say they might not mean it, but energetically that'll pull your vibration down. And you don't want that. You know, I think if you, there's people you trust and that can definitely like be there for you, you know, you might need some support with things and projects and things you're doing in your life or decisions you make. But I think in general, if you can keep it to yourself for a while until you've actually done that thing, it's probably even better for you because then you're not, you're not tinted by people's opinions, by how you should do things or the way you should do things. And you're just doing it your way. You're following your intuition and, and what feels right for you. Sometimes it's also nice, though, when you talk about something you're going to do and you tell it to the right person. The right person, exactly. And that person, like, totally ups the, ups the game for you. Oh, my God, yes, and you'll totally be able to do this and that. And, oh, my God, you're really great at that. It's almost like they boost your self-esteem. So that reminds me of the advice a friend of mine always gave me. And she always said, you can't tell everybody everything. You need to know what you can tell people. So there's certain people in your life who are like, when, I, when I'm with this person, I talk about these things. When I'm with that person, I talk about those things. And so she always said, you can't tell, and there's no one in your life you can tell everything to. Know what you can tell people. And that's probably, basically, that's, I think that's a really good piece of advice that I carried with me. And that came at a time right before I was feeling very spiritually alone. So like, after she said that to me, I thought, I'm trying to speak spiritual lingo to someone who doesn't believe in it. Of course, it's going to make me feel awful when I talk to them about it. And I was like, that was, yeah. We interrupt this podcast episode to bring you some really exciting news. The Soul Tribe Academy has launched an online Akashic Records Level 1 course. This course will teach you to become your own Akashic Records reader to become a channel so you can receive information, to heal, and to follow your own intuition. We put so much time and effort into this course, and we created these for you guys to help you, our soul tribe, connect to yourselves. And we know each and every one of you have that power to connect, to connect to your masters, your guides, your beings of light, and even to your soul. This is something we all have the power to do, and we believe that so strongly that we create these courses for you guys. And this course was also created online because we were finding that a lot of our Zoom our Zoom courses had a conflict with people's time, days, and they weren't able to join us on these on our courses, which are a lot more hands-on and a lot more time-consuming. And this course that we created now is on our website, so we'll link that on the show notes. You'll, you can check it out there. But you can learn on your own time and at your own pace, and you'll own this course forever. So you're able to watch the videos how many, however many times you want, whenever you want. And also we have our, um, a full manual, which we've channeled through our Masters, Guides, and Beings of Light. And we've made the course that we wish we had when we were learning um, and we weren't, we, you know, we didn't have this possibility of learning online. So this is great that you guys have access to this now and how kind of everything's been pushed online now. And it's amazing. So Lucy and I really hope that if any of you feel called to learn to read your own Akashic records, that you consider this course. Like I said, I'll have the information on the show notes. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to email us or DM us on our Soul Tribe podcast um, Instagram, or you can email us at soultribeacademy at gmail.com. And we hope to see you in the course. And also remember that when you sign up for this course or our Zoom course, you have access to our private Soul Tribe Academy Facebook group, which 
includes all of the students that have had um, courses with us that have learned the Akashic Records and that are on the same path that you will be. So it's a really supportive group and it's a way for us to also be able to help you. So if you have any questions after you've done the course, you can reach us that way and it's super easy and we're able to give feedback and even other students can give you feedback. So it's amazing and we're really excited and we hope you guys join us there. Thank you. Back to the episode, guys. But even I just remember the course, the last course, um, the Akashi Records Level 1 we did, one question that came up was like, how how can I, because you're learning to read your own Akashic Records, it's like, how can I do this And when there's so many people in my life maybe that don't really understand it or they're not spiritually inclined or they don't believe in all the spiritual stuff? And I think that's something that we we both kind of felt at some point. It's like, I would hide I'd open up my own Akashic records at certain jobs, you know, in the bathroom, but I felt like, like, why can't I just do it in here in the office when who cares? Like I was by myself in the office, but I felt like I didn't want anybody to hear me saying the verse or like, then I have to like explain what I'm doing. Um, but now I'm just like, I'll say I'm an Akashic records reader. That reminds me when I first started and I had to do like the 30 days of, um, practicing, so those three days, you're not having any alcohol. You're, you know, you have to open them every day. And I had, um, I had already finished my practice of the day and I was meeting up with a bunch of friends and we were staying overnight at a, like at this beach cabin thing. Right. And so everybody was drinking and they're all like, well, you, do you want like a wine? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. But I wasn't drinking because I had to practice the next day. So I couldn't have wine in my system. And they're like, come on, just have one wine. Like, it's okay. No, 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 no. And I never told them even though they were like my best friends since I was like 15. Like I never told anybody why I wasn't having wine. And now, and now I'm remembering that. I'm like, I wonder why I felt so uncomfortable, you know, and they're very open people. Very open, yeah. But for some reason, I just felt like I couldn't tell them. And I didn't. I didn't end up telling them that night. I told them maybe like months later. Yeah. But that, I mean, you know, those are parts, parts, that's part of maybe our struggle here as well of like accepting ourselves through that. It's like a taboo sometimes, right? Yeah. Because I think that that might be something some people here that listen to the podcast might feel. It's like, you know, when I don't say what I do or how spiritual I feel or talk about spiritual things, I feel like I'm doubting myself or like I'm not being true to myself. And that is true. I think a lot of times you have to feel open enough to talk to about, about it. But like you said, you need to find the right people to talk to things about because that's going to help you feel more secure in yourself and you're going to have someone to listen to you and have feedback for you and ask you questions and you can be open and talk about whatever you feel like like you and I Lou we just we do that like we talk to each other about anything and we're very open and we try to see things you know this we see things a lot eye to eye but I think a lot of times like you might be interested in some topics I'm not necessarily open to at the moment but then I can open up to them later but we feel completely open to talk about it, even with mom and dad. And today I can tell you, I don't care what people think, but I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I think that's where you need to understand. Like when you talk to somebody about something, like what are you trying to do with that? Are you trying to convince them of something? Are you trying them to, them to give you feedback because you need them to say, like, I don't know, like support you in some way? Like that's why you need to find the right people. So you can build yourself up and build your self-confidence, especially if you're starting with like a new spiritual practice or I don't know, like doing something different or a project. Like you want someone to, to support you, but also tell you the truth. You don't want someone to lie to your face and be like, yeah, you're great for this one. Maybe you could be great doing something else, 
But that's ultimately, that's her opinion. It's funny. That like reminds me of how um, we are all, we all need to put things in boxes. And we talked about this in the last episode like, that we did together. Like you're a mom, you're, you're, you're a sibling. You're like, everything needs to be explained and put in a box and you need to categorize things. Right. And there's a taboo behind being spiritual awakened. Like, the, you know, people are considered woo woo and they're like, oh yeah, that, and they, I don't know, like when, yeah. And when people first hear about, for example, they hear about Sanders partner being me being an Akashic records reader, I maybe never mentioned it to them. And then they found out when they finally found out, they're like, Lucia, she doesn't look like an Akashic record. Like, do you know what Akashic? No, they don't know what it is, but they know it's woo woo. So like, she doesn't like, like, what do you expect? Well, they expected somebody with like long blonde hair, like hanging beads and like hippie hanging pants or something. And like a tie dye shirt. Like (laughs) they expected that hippie girl, like the typical traditional hippie woo woo person that you met, they, they would imagine in their mind. And I didn't fit that. I didn't fit that profile. So they, they couldn't see past that, that, you know, the, the, the face that I was didn't match the backstory that they were getting. And, and there's taboo about everything. If you want to do something that doesn't, is not aligned with the person's box, you don't fit in that person's box. You shouldn't be doing that. That's not right. Right. But that's also with ourselves, you know, like we think, oh, well, if I want to accomplish this thing or I want to do this thing, like even becoming an Akashic Records reader, like I, I, my whole life, like since the moment I'd done level one, of reading my own records, I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I should be way more healed than this. I should love myself a lot more and all of this stuff should be aligned. So I convinced myself I wasn't ready, like that I couldn't channel. And I put it aside for so many years because I had that self-doubt because of these preconceived notions of what I should, what my life should look like and what I should be doing or not doing in order to be worthy of connecting to the that's all doubt then at the end of the day that's That's all all self-doubt yeah for sure yeah and that's a low vibrational feeling and all that's going to get you know that's all going to get you is a lower vibration what's not going to allow you to connect even more to your intuition to your higher self and in this case to be an akashic readers and receive messages right so guys be really aware of like that self-doubt and know what you can talk to to certain people like I can talk to this person about banking. <laughs> I can talk to this person about shopping. I can talk to this person about being a mom. I can talk to this person about being, you know, um uh, a painter. And this person about being a reader. Like know who you can talk to what about. Um But also feel in your worth and like confident to say what you do without having to explain yourself. You know what I mean? Cause I think that also it's like, sometimes we think like other people might not understand us, but they might understand us more. Like I was surprised with so many people when I started talking about spiritual things. They're like, wow, I love that. Like totally blew my mind. I'm like, Oh, you're interested in this. Oh, cool. I was just literally saying what I did and what I, my passion was. And then they're open to that idea. So it's not about you hiding parts of you. It's just opening up and seeing how far you can go with somebody it also for you to protect you yourself. But yeah, but I don't know, but I'm not saying that you're not talking about it with a certain person and that that means that you're not validating yourself. It just means that you don't have to hear their, you might hear, you suspect that that person might have a negative opinion of that. Just don't set yourself up to to hear it. Maybe you're not prepared to. I don't know. In my case, most of the individuals that I can talk to in the area where I live now about it, they'll, I hear usually the same thing. Oh, I don't believe in that, but I respect it. 
And that's, that's all you'll really get, right? Which they're not disrespecting it, but they're already telling you that don't continue to talk to me about it because I don't believe it. You you kind of get cut off. So just you just kind of know, all right, this kind of You area, feel it out. Follow yeah, your intuition. Yeah. But um, anyways, so let's talk about good things. And that's signs. Oh, my God. I'm, I love I love universe signs. And it could be like numbers. It could be... And I have a really good example in my head of this, actually. And this has to do with something that I felt like I really needed to do for myself, which was at the time I was dating someone that didn't live in the same country. I was living in Uruguay and I was going to meet up with him. And I, everyone was telling me that I shouldn't be doing it, that I shouldn't go, that it's a really bad idea, blah, 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 whatever. Of course, being the Lucia that I am, I went. <laughs> against everybody's you know so I went and he had issues with his flight so he didn't make it um and I remember walking down the street and I was alone for two days in Portugal and I remember walking down the street thinking oh my god everyone was right what am I doing here like I'm I'm walking down the streets of Portugal alone which by the way was beautiful and I enjoyed every moment but I did it did make me doubt myself and I was like am I on the wrong path should I have not listened to myself and I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, I wish the universe would just like give me a sign just to confirm that I'm not in the wrong place. At the time I was studying to be a pilot and my name is Lucia. And I remember I was eating something and walking and going, oh, the street is so beautiful. And I look up and I see this huge sign literally after I finished thinking that it says Lucia pilot. And it was a hairdresser though. And it was Lucia piloto, and Lucia pilot. And I was like, no way. And I start laughing. I said, thank you, universe. I love you. You're just confirming that I listened to myself and what I did was right at the end of the day. Yeah, I remember that. There were signs that whole trip for me. Yeah. We have to ask for them too sometimes if you don't, you know what I mean? Like show me a sign, ask your guides, your masters, beings of light, angels, whatever, to give you a sign. Like I'm starting to doubt myself. I need you to give me a sign. I think that's important for you to like recognize that you want to see a sign, a physical like um, representation of that of that thing that you're doing that feels right. Because there was a reason you made that decision to go there. You felt it was right for you, yet things didn't work out the way that you expected them to. Um, but signs maybe, are a great. Maybe way. I could have taken that sign and be like, oh, they want me to get my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Um, but I think signs are a great way for you to like assist you in seeing things the way that you feel them. Because I think we can many times feel like we're on the right path or feel like there might be something, you know, a little stumble on, on our path, but we know we're on the right path. And it's like, I just need a sign that this is right. And I think that's where the Akashic records also come in so, so nicely sometimes when people go into a reading and they're like, I, I'm going to ask this question. And then, you know, they give them the answer and it's like, they're, and they say, I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. You hear that that's your intuition. Yeah. That's like yeah. repeated all the time. Like people already know the answer. They're just not allowing it to come through. So I think a good way for you to do that, you're on your own, is feel whatever you need to feel, follow that path without that self-doubt, without people telling you what you need to do. And then if you're at any moment, have a little twinge of like, I'm not sure, but you know it's your ego and it's your head. Just show me a sign. I need a sign right now. Yeah. I don't usually get signs. So for me, that was like a rare occasion. Signs aren't a thing. Like, I think some of us are better at calling in certain things into our life. I'm really good at going, I need to do this. I want to do this. I'm going to do it. And I just, I might have $2 in my pocket, 
but somehow I know that I'm going to somehow end up traveling this one place and, and stay in a hotel and eat nice and what I don't know. Like it doesn't matter what it is. That's an example, but it happens. It ends up happening somehow. So that's what I'm good at. I think we're all good at doing, giving importance to things in our life. Right. And some of us need extra assurance and we're really good at calling in those signs to give ourselves extra assurance. Right. Yeah. And that's like realigning with your intuition and getting back your faith of like, I knew this was right for me, but I, some things are happening now that that don't make me feel, they, they make me feel a little bit uneasy maybe. And that's like, okay, I'm ready to push this self doubt aside. I need a sign. I need to believe in myself again. Or it's just having the faith. I think for you, Lou, a lot of you manifesting things and making things happen is you have full faith that it's going to work out. You have no doubt. You trust. You always hear completely. me say the word. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, I say you that have a full, lot. That's faith. You have full faith, and you believe, and you go straight forward, and you don't go with fear. You don't let your ego get in the way. It could still be hard, but yeah. you believe. You fully believe, and I think that's one of the one of the things that with the self doubt, like when self doubt hits, the faith goes right out the window. It's like, how can yes. I? Yeah, it goes. It's gone. And there so could be no faith with doubt, right? I I don't think so. I don't um, think so either. Like, I'm not talking about like faith you? in a religion. I'm talking about faith in no, yourself. Faith in yourself and that things are going to work out and the universe is going to kind of guide you and allow you to get to where you need to get or do what you need to do. It always made me feel a little like upset to think about how some people ha- feel like they need to pray to someone to find faith. Like, give me, give me strength or give, help me find the faith or I don't know, like, like, uh, I don't know, really, I can't pinpoint what I'm talking about, like faith wise exactly, but it's like, there's people that need to pray to something specific to feel like they need, cause they need that assistance and that help. And I wish like in my mind, I wish that everybody could like just have faith in themselves as the number one, most important being your soul. You should have, you should be praying to your soul. I pray to my soul a lot, actually. You should be praying to your soul. You should be praying to who your higher self. That's you. That's the person that most cares about you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think for for people that might work, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not bashing religion or anything like that, but I think think that's true what you're saying in, in so many ways. It's like, you know, if you can't have faith in yourself and in what you're here to do, then how can something external give that to you yet at the same time I think well we connect to the Akashic records but we're not I'm not like you know looking up to the masters and guides it's like you're just receiving messages from them but we could receive those messages on our own with our intuition it's just it makes it more seamless it makes it more understandable and it helps people connect to themselves ultimately when you get a reading for example you leave that reading just feeling connected to yourself because your souls come through, your masters have come through, your guides, but those are all part of you. They're not separate from you. It's one. So it's not like I'm seeing it as something outside of you. It's, it's part of you. It's who you are. They make you who you are. So I think, yeah, maybe searching for faith and searching for answers outside of yourself, you're giving up the power. You're giving up your own power of being able to do things on your own and being able to sustain yourself and have faith in yourself. It's really hard. It's it's really hard to, because we're talking about something that we, we all grew up, most of us grew up with 
religious belief system that you have to pray to something that's higher than yourself. But why were we never taught to speak directly to our soul? Why does it, why, how come none of those religions go, by the way, you have a soul and your soul actually can communicate with you. So, Hey, let's sit down before you study, you study philosophy and physics. Let's teach you about speaking to your soul because that, Hey, your soul's the most important person here. Huh? Like, <laughs> sometimes I wonder like wh- who, why isn't that part of education today? I think it's control. It's easier to put the control outside of you and not inside of yourself. It's just easier. You know, when, when we all feel that we're in, in control of our connecting to ourselves, in, in that sense, like you're connecting to yourself so you're in control of your life. You have free will. You can live the life you need to live here, learning the lessons you need to learn. You don't need anything. And that somehow, you know people lose control with that, like external factors lose control. So it's easier for that for someone or anyone to say, if you believe in this, or if you believe or you do these things, then you're on the right path and you're going to be okay. And someone exter- external from you is going to take care of you. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a greater I, I, plan. I always thought about like how I would, I would bring up Aurora and teach her all about her soul and that she can talk to her soul. And I don't know, I was, I've always thought that when it was time, I would kind of teach her about her being her biggest own teacher. Right. And that she can communicate and get all the information she needs. Like you said, it's intuition at the end of the day. Right. And if she wants to ask for something, connect with your soul and see if your soul thinks it's, you know, thinks it's something that you guys can accomplish together. I don't know, like why, why, why are kids learning to do certain things before they're learning to, because that's self-confidence at the end of the day. It is. I, I believe so. Because when yeah. you're doubting yourself, you don't have confidence in yourself. Yeah. It's, if you're, if from, from the age of a child, if you're being taught that you can, you can be intuitive, you can receive information, you can connect with your higher self Um, And all these amazing tools that that can be given to you from a young age so you can actually have the rest of your life to evolve them. And you're you're your master. You're your teacher. It doesn't mean you know everything. Those are two different words because I think people use the word master and think the all-knowing everything, right? You're your own master in the sense that you can help yourself teach. Your, Your soul is wise and she can help guide you towards wherever she needs to go. But at the same time, that will allow you to have less doubt and actually follow your soul path and you're not going to need to go to a psychic to tell you because you're going to already know it how to connect with yourself and I'm not saying don't go to a psychic like I'm not saying it's a bad thing I'm just saying how nice it is to feel like you can do it for yourself and find out for yourself and not have to go out externally to someone else to confirm something for you right like yeah and we still I still get readings all the time yeah me too like it's not but I don't rely on that fully all of the time yeah. Like I'll get a few readings a year and I, I just follow my intuition with that. It's like, I know it's time. I feel like I need a reading with this person or I feel like this feels right and I need to connect. And it's more like also connecting with specific people. It's like you feel that. But knowing that when you're not doing that, that you're still connecting to yourself and getting the answers you need because you're not doubting yourself. Yeah. But I think putting religion and all of that aside, because I think we went a little bit into that and it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you do seek external, um, you know, if you pray to God, if you pay to who, whatever, that's okay too. But as long as you, you have that aspect of yourself that you're connecting to yourself and you have that intuition, like those two hand in hand could work for you 
it depends who you are, but make sure you don't lose that side of yourself of like knowing that you you also have so much wisdom inside of yourself that if you just leave that self-doubt behind that you're going to be able to connect. Right. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying don't go to get readings. Hey, I'm going to a reader. Like I want to read people. (laughs) So I'm not saying don't go, but I'm saying is I'm talking about like a place of like self-empowering. Yeah. Why can't we self-empower ourselves and our children? Like why, why don't we teach that? That's what I'm talking about. Like, and so if we were in a, from a place of self-empowerment, it doesn't mean you never have to go externally, but it means that you don't have to, to get the answers. You can, if you want just to confirm and just feel better to feel more connected. Like you said, hearing someone else repeat something you already know is just like a tangible, almost a t- or, or a more verbal way to confirm something you, you, you just confirming you were properly connected. This person just repeated what I already knew. Okay, great. I'm, I'm super connected. Right? Yeah. It goes way further than that with the Akashic records and with other, I think healing like modalities, I mean, I've had readings where people don't know what's going on. They know they feel really crappy and they know something's going on and they don't, they're not putting two and two together and a reading can, can give you that insight. So then, then you can feel more connected to yourself. So it's not just about intuition with like a reading. It's a lot more than that. It's healing, which sometimes we can't do on our own. And, and that healing that we need to do might, might like, might be holding us back with self-doubt because we're not clear, we're not healed, we're not open. So when we can get a reading or we can, you know, have faith in a specific religion or whatever that is for us, that that can help us heal. It can help us see ourselves for who we are and then leave that self-doubt behind and connect with ourselves so we can make the decisions we need to make and live the life we need to live, right? Yeah. It's funny, I was watching um, an interview and at one point they talked about something that I was like, wow, I never thought about it that way. And they said something like, they're, so they're talking about food in this case. Cause I'm thinking about how like part of being part of getting rid of self doubt is listening to yourself, but part of listening to yourself is being connected to earth and being connected to your surroundings. So having a balanced and well stable lifestyle, that's going to help you be connected with, cause to be connected with yourself, you need to be connected with your environment. Right. And so for me lately, in the times we're in where we're like kind of all sort of stuck inside, not really so much here now, but most of us are stuck semi stuck inside. Um, my way of kind of connecting with my environment is, is starting to learn to grow my own food and feeling, feeling like I can, I can do it myself if I really needed to, but more like, because I want the interaction with the vegetables and the fruits and the plants. And I want interaction with earth and stuff like that. And they're talking about in the interview how food goes through this really long process of passing many hands. And sometimes those hands that pass through that, that food that finally gets it to your, gets to your table, they don't mean to put their energy into it, but sometimes they might have like having a really bad day or they're having a really bad vibe that day and their, their energy goes into the food and then you consume that. So like, there's so many different ways for us to consume doubt and negative energies that can even come through our food. They weren't specifically talking about doubt, but since we are feeling that you can sustain yourself in some sort of way and feeling that you're capable of doing, if I had to do this and I could do it for myself, then I'm, that's fine. I'm, I'm capable of doing that. But also being attentive to those little details in your life. What's, what am I putting on the table? What am I consuming? And maybe like give it a little bit, if you do Reiki, send it a little bit of Reiki, like the food or the water before you drink it, just to help you kind of align more vibrationally, because sometimes the self-doubt is just you're off balance. Your energy's off balance, right? Yeah. 
sometimes it is about being off balance, I think. And I feel like a lot of my life was probably that just feeling like not enough heart centered and too, too much in my head. You know, it's like, I can't, I can't decipher what I feel and what I think that's, that's being off balance. Right. Um, but I think also, you know, what, like you're saying, like the food that we drink, the habits that we have in our life, like how are those sustaining us to help us feel better about ourselves and being able to be clear, being a clear channel, because it's also not just about like receiving messages. It's like, we need, we're a channel. We're all a channel. So we all need to make sure we're living as, as healthy as possible, like moving our, our body, moving ourselves, um, not having stagnant energy, being able to eat healthy, maybe more plant-based in a lot of ways. Um, depending on, you know, what kind of diet you have, maybe plant-based doesn't work, but eating more plants, I think is always good for anybody. Um, and not living this life of stress and, and doing things we hate all the time and not feeling forced to live this life God, that we have going to a job you hate all the time. That is so, so ener energy wise. It's so bad for you. It's and depleting. mentally, of course, also, but goodness, if that's going to set you off track in your soul path, definitely. Like, definitely. definitely. And there's things we understand, like, you know, you have, maybe you can't leave that job right now, or maybe you can't make that change right now, but change what you can. Like, that's your free will right there of like, okay, I'm going to start eating more plant-based, or I'm going to start getting more sleep. I'm going to start drinking more water. Like, I'm going to start going for a walk every day. Like, all these little things will help ground you and balance you out so that you can in turn look inward and, and push away that self-doubt and receive messages and be a clear channel. There's a lot more to this, obviously, and we can do a whole episode on um, being a channel. But I think, you know, since we're talking about intuition and self-doubt and their soul path, that, that's all connected. And the way we live is going to directly affect that. We're so, I mean, we're so lucky that your soul wanted to come here to live a, a human experience and you were, get, earth gave you a body. We did an episode about this. Like your body's not yours, right? Earth gave you this body goes, go ahead here. Here's your portal. Here's, here's your portal to live that experience. And we're like, Hey, let's, <laughs> this reminds me of your Twinkies. Let's shove some Twinkies in there. <laughs> Cause we did or it. Just we, sugar, right? Like I mean, we've talked about that with Christos and Foster, how sugar is so bad for you as a channel. And Christos and Foster, Foster mostly talked about radiation, the food, which mm -hmm. I didn't know about that. This is the first time I heard about it. I'm like, what? There's radiation in our food? What? There's, there's like radiation on everything, I think. But the food we consume, that goes into our body and into our cells, you know, that gets broken down and somehow probably affects us more than other things or just radiation outside of our body, which like you said, the baking soda bath, you can do that and you can wash yourself. I haven't done it. I did that. Did you do anything? He said, I did the egg thing. No, I haven't done it. Guys, I will update you on it, on it. It really, the vibration in the house, I totally felt the difference. Yeah. If you ask my partner, he's going to say that I'm crazy and he didn't feel any difference. I did. I felt the difference, <laughs> but throwing the eggs away. <laughs> so like you have to throw it at a crossroads. Remember, so you're putting one egg in every corner of your house. You're leaving it there for seven days and then you have to go throw it away. Um, mom had said as far away from the house as possible. I don't think that Frosters and Christos had said that on the episode, but mom had done a course with them and she said, yeah, throw it away as far away from you can in the house and has to be at a crossroads and don't look back at it. 
just throw the eggs into a bucket. <laughs> so, so like Sandra was, Sandra was like, I had to go to Amsterdam. Um, oh, I'm going with you. Oh, but you, we can't go in the store together because he had to go to some store. And he's like, we're not allowed to walk in the store together because of the quarantine thing. I said, no, I just, I just need to get in, get in the car and get far away. And he's like, what? And I was like, I need to throw the eggs. <laughs> I just like, what are you eggs. doing? Yeah, I need to throw the eggs. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, it has to be at a crossroads. Oh, and God. he's just looking at me because if, if anybody that knows Sandra knows that he's the grounded, earthy human being. And I'm the, like we talked about before, the woo-woo one, right? And so we get in the car, Aurora's in the back in her, in the car seat sleeping, Sandra's driving. And all of a sudden I bring down the window. I'm like, throwing the eggs. He goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm throwing the eggs. He's like, right here. <laughs> and I was like throwing him out the window. And there's like cars behind us. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Holland. It's packed with people all the time. There's no way I was going to be able to throw it like hidden from anybody. And I was like, yeah, this step is the hardest part of the whole thing. Throwing it in front of everybody, not trying to look crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) But okay, so I did it. And the house feels pretty good after, actually. I can imagine. They know their stuff. Yeah. But (laughs) I haven't done, I want to do the baking soda bath. Um, cause I haven't been able to find that amount of baking soda. I've been finding it in small like packs. two pounds or something? <laughs> One pound. I haven't found it. Um, in the States, you can probably easily find it. But here in Holland. You just buy bulk. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't found it in more than like little tiny packages for like baking. Um, and then it was a bottle of apple cider vinegar, which I haven't done yet either. It's a lot of stuff. But I'm planning on doing it. Yeah. I will at one point too. I will keep you guys posted. He said something about feeling really warm. I like envision myself jumping out of the bath screaming because it's like hot or something. Like I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I think he said it's really warm at first and you stay in the bath until it cools down, right? Yeah. So I envision myself jumping up because I feel it getting too warm, like in my mind. Oh. But we'll see. Interesting. <clears throat> okay, so I think we got off topic again. We keep we keep going on tangents about stuff. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, so, we were talking about, well, I don't know why I started talking about the eggs, actually. That's weird. Um, we, were, we were talking about self-doubt and, and the soul path and how, you know, all these, oh, we were talking about like healthy stuff like food and how radiation and, and how people's energy and vibration and that goes into our system and that can affect us too. And then we started talking about, you know, things that Christos and Foster had said, and then the egg thing came up. But Yeah, which I mean, is valid as part of us taking care of our energy, like cleaning our house. That's really important. It's very That's important, really yeah. important. I don't know how often you do it all, but I clean the house once a week, and I call it a cleaning cleanse. Because I clean the house first. I do one room at a time. So I clean one room. I cleanse that house. I close the door. I go to the next room. I clean it. I, I cl- cleanse that room. I close the door. And until I finish the whole house. So I do it in a day, right? And then after it just feels, first of all, it smells. The house is clean. It smells good. Everything's like in order and it's placed so it looks nice to the vision, you know, to, the, to see the room. At the same time, it doesn't feel heavy. It all feels just totally cleansed. It just, it's just amazing. I love doing those two things at the same time. Yeah, that's cool. I've done that a few times. I need to do it more often. I need to do it like at least once a month or something, like he was saying, or every few months or something. I haven't really done it. The, I egg, thing, the, the egg thing was once a year. Yeah, the egg thing, I could probably do that now. Um, I have to see about doing that, though. We'll see. My worry was that I have a dog, and she kept trying to get the egg. 
in one of the corners. <laughs> and then I have Aurora, who was also very interested in the egg in the corner of the house. <laughs> so I had to watch the egg for seven days. The eggs for seven days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just even these little things that you do, it's like, you know, you have to put a little bit of effort into it to take care of your energy and to be able to be more aligned with yourself. But that all contributes to you really getting connected with yourself and feeling feeling more connected with yourself. Like, you know, meditation, uh, I think that's another thing that you, you know, lose very religious about that. I'm not so religious. Um, but <clears throat> she does it every single day. She meditates every single night. And all of that gives you clarity to be able to feel more aligned with yourself and make a decision and decide things that you think are right for you, not from your head, but from your, from your heart and from your intuition, right? Yeah. And you'll know that I had a really good meditation because you'll wake up the next morning from a message from me yeah. saying, oh my God, last night I was meditating. I knew I, we have to do this topic on the, on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you got some message or something. Or like yeah, always. or you got a message of some sort. So, yeah. I mean, it's a way to get clarity for sure. I think yeah. it kind of, it takes out all the noise. It allows everything that's around you to come away and for you to be with yourself and to see how you feel. Because I think we don't give enough space for that a lot of times. Like maybe now with all the quarantine and all the COVID and stuff, like people are more in, in their houses and more with themselves. And a lot of people are living alone. Um, but even then, sometimes we'll just put on the Netflix, we'll put on YouTube, and we're still we're with ourselves, but we're not really with ourselves. And that that to me is really concerning because that's a way of numbing ourselves. Like I wish... And I'm not saying don't watch don't watch Netflix because I, I mean, Sandra and I were watching Vikings. Like I can't wait. June 5th, Viking season six is coming out. I'm very excited. I'm like counting down the days, but what I'm saying is like, I'm doing those things. I'm enjoying those things, but I'm still giving, after I watch the episode of Vikings, I'll, you know, I'll go to bed and I'll meditate before going to sleep. Yeah. So, so I'm you, still, you balance I'm, it out. Yeah. I'm still making sure that I'm doing things for myself. So that's, I think yeah, it's everything in life. It's balance. So yeah, I, I wouldn't want to just like meditate all day. Like I want to enjoy other things too. Oh my too. god, but there's there's people that do that like Ashurveda, Ashurveda. It says to meditate like 4 hours a day. And there's people that follow that religiously probably. Well, yeah, maybe that's what they need, right? Like I don't know, but I think for me, I'm more of I want to I want to enjoy life too. Like I don't want this to overtake me and like you know, I want to watch Netflix. I want to work you know, we work very hard on the podcast on all of the things that we do. And that takes time sitting in front of a computer, in front of a screen and using our brain. But then you have to unplug from all of that. And that might be your meditation. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be four hours. It could be however long you need it to be. I actually don't time my meditation. I yeah. literally go into it and sometimes it'll be 40, 45 minutes, 43 minutes. Sometimes I'll just only end up coming out of it 28 minutes in or something. Like I literally just let myself... Do what I need that day, feel it through. Sometimes I just get very into it and my body is just like, okay, let's stay here a while more. And my brain's just still shut off and that's, and I'm having all these experiences and it's great. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, it gets, it's shorter. So like, I think the thing is not to force yourself, but try to keep the balance, right? Yeah. If four hours of meditation feel right for you, by all means, like do it. But you know, some of us might feel like four hours is too much. Oh my God, I mean, I have a child. <laughs> yeah, four hours would be too much for me. Like even an hour feels like it would be too much for me. But I think, I think that's where you, like that, that's example, like a perfect example, Lou, of like following your intuition. You don't even time it. 
You let your body tell you when you're ready to come out of it. And that's balance. Like there's no timers, there's no ego, there's no like, you know, there's no, there's not nothing external telling you when it's right to stop or or not, or to like keep going. The only time I did put a timer on was when I was training myself to do it because you would be like, okay, five minutes. It's only been five minutes. So like I had to like put the timer and say, okay, I'm not going to stop till I get to 10 minutes. And then I made it to 15 and then to 20 and 25. So like you kind of have to allow yourself to, you train yourself, you have to push yourself and train, yeah, train yourself a little bit in the beginning. And then after when you, I finally felt like, okay, I'm kind of getting it now. I'm, I'm, I don't, you know, I'm getting into the groove of it. I'm learning how to do it and I'm getting better at it. Now I'm going to just let myself do it. Yeah. So you don't yeah. have that, like, that doubt with like, oh, I don't trust myself to like only do it for five minutes. Like I know my body's used to it. I, I, I'm just going to let myself feel it. Like last night I ended up deciding and I'll just see what I want that day. So last night I ended up deciding to, I laid down to meditate and I put crystal on my third eye. I did a meditation where I put one on my third eye, um, and my crown chakra. And then I moved it down to my heart and my sacral chakra. And so I was doing, I was just, I was kind of, I had only two crystals. So I was shifting them after a few moments of time. Like, okay, I'm done with those sections. I'm going to go to the next one. But I had nothing planned. I was literally just taking the crystal where I felt like it needed to be. And, and I was sending energies to those areas with the crystal on it and letting the crystal work with me. And I didn't read, I didn't read that in a book. I kind of mixed meditating with crystal healing and whatever. So like, I was just, yeah, listening to myself. So I think that's where we all need to get at some point. We, we need to learn to listen to ourselves and study and learn things and then adapt it to the ways it's best for us. Like, I hate this whole, like, overly following rules thing. Like, rules are set for something that's good. I think that rules are important. But I think that we need to learn to sometimes be flexible with rules and listen to ourselves because not everything's the same for everybody, you know? Oh, for sure. We need to adapt it to our lifestyle to what's balanced for us and to what feels right for us because everyone's different. We're not here to do the same thing and we're not all here with the same amount of time, you know, to dedicate to specific practices. So, you know, and, but that also comes with you having confidence in yourself to make the, the right decisions for you. Like when you feel so in tune with yourself that you can intuitively say, well, you know, 30 minutes of meditation feels right. And I feel like, you know, I can notice the difference. I can feel the difference and then you don't doubt yourself as like, well, everyone's doing an hour, like 30 minutes isn't enough. You know what I mean? That's where the doubt, the doubt can come and, and kind of screw over any type of progress you've made. And it's like that washes yeah. over you. And then all of a sudden nothing's good enough anymore. And that's what we need to pull away from. That's like, a really good point. Yeah. Look inward, look inward and figure out what is right for you. That's a that's good example all. of how something positive can turn into doubt and then turn into something negative. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Well, we did go on a few tangents, but I think that we discussed basically everything that we wanted to talk about. Um, I hope that most people find it some sort of, you know, helps them align. Yeah. Yeah, Some sort of inspiration helps them like align themselves better and, and listen to themselves more and just believe in themselves and make yourself your own master. Start, start, start training yourself to receive your own answers. Maybe for you, that's tarot. Maybe for you, that's crystals. Maybe for you, that's meditating. Maybe for you, that's writing. Maybe for you, that's being intuitive, becoming a reader, whatever it is, but allow yourself to become more powerful so that you can be more, 
more the person you need for yourself and you have to go less outside externally to find it. That's what I think we should all be doing. Yeah. And when we say like, look outside externally, it's like asking people their opinion yeah. or, you know, asking people what you should do or how, 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 what they think about you or just getting validated by things that are external to you. Like we can validate ourselves. We have that power. And, you know, that doesn't mean like Lucia said before, like that doesn't mean you're not going to go get a reading by someone. You're, that doesn't mean you're never going to go ask a friend for their opinion or ask them like what they think of something because you do genuinely, you know, regard their opinion and think that they have some great insight and that they could help you. It's just coming from a place where you're not in self-doubt. If you're in a place of alignment with yourself, you can go to that other person, ask for their opinion, understand it, and then be able to make the decision right for yourself, not for anybody else. Not I know what else. it is. I was thinking about it. I know what it is that I like about getting a reading because I can read myself, obviously. What I like is hearing it said in somebody else's words. Sometimes that creates a more impactful aha for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like they're saying the same thing that I already knew. It's just somehow they're saying in a way that I go, wow. Yeah. I just needed to hear That's it. true. I needed to hear it that way. I don't know why, but I just, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Like, it's so true yeah. though yeah yeah. it's weird but yeah that's the way it works I've never sometimes. thought of it that way but that makes sense yeah yeah so yeah we hope this all kind of makes sense I know we like Lucia said we went on a few tangents but um yeah even my beginning story which I don't realize I don't know why you mentioned that Lucia but cool just know I was not arrested nothing happened and we were let loose and then we went to co- to the beach in the afternoon so um yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We um, we really are trying to just do different types of topics where it kind of just opens up your mind to see things in a different way and, and see yourself in a different way and realize that you have the power to change things and you have the power to really connect with yourself. We all have that power and we truly believe that. And that's also why we teach the Akashic Records to people because everyone has that. It's only your self-doubt and the lack of trust in yourself that's holding you back. And we're going to do a whole episode on that, I think, later on because it's super interesting. But yeah, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at soul underscore tribe underscore podcast. And feel free to share this episode with anybody that you think might be interested. And if you feel called to leave a rating and review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. And we'll see you guys all next week. Bye, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you.